0: Everyone and welcome to another episode of Gloriously Good. As always, your hosts today are Floria and Theo. Two sisters doing a long distance sisterhood who are reunited tonight for a very special episode that we hope you will enjoy. It's called Hidden Gems of London. And here basically we want to talk to you about some of our favorite places in London that we think are not very well advertised, although they should be because we've had such good experiences in these places and we would like all our listeners to go and experience them whenever they're in London. You might find that they don't feature in the top 10 to do things in London for tourists, uh, we promise you that you will have an amazing experience if you go if you go to these places. So let me start with one of my favorite places to go to, especially in the summer. I mean, mainly in the summer. John louis rooftop, which is basically John is a department store yeah.
1: in Oxford Street. Yeah, the
0: department
1: store. Yes. It's everywhere all throughout England.
0: Yeah, and in the summer, actually mid-spring, kind of like April time, they opened their rooftop, which is very nicely decorated. It's like it has this kind of summery vibe because it has white tables and wooden chairs that you can sit on live music, as well as a few bars, grass on the floor and various types of plants, amongst which my favorite, which is lavender. They also have an olive tree and different types of flowered arrangements. It's beautiful. And what I like is that they also have three pods that you can go inside. They're very, they're decorated in a retro style with like vinyl players and record, uh, records around there. But also they have Sonos speakers, It's they're sponsored by Sonos uh, system. So you can go there and have sound experience with Sonos, which works similar to like the Amazon Echo. And you can read books. They have various books that you can just browse through, such as ideas for how to create your own garden on the rooftop, if you have a rooftop, or how to create a small garden in a garden in small places, which we thought was quite interesting yesterday when we were browsing through it. And the coolest part is that, you know, they allow you to just sit there. You don't actually have to consume anything at the bar. You, You don't... you're not obliged to purchase something if you don't want to, you can just go and have a good time there and yeah and it's beautiful because every sunday they have different performances so most of them are acoustic performances but they're very good some of them are actually cover songs so like famous cover songs which i I quite like and um, it just has like an overall kind of party feel but because not many people know about it it's actually quite intimate as well um the they're not there many places that you can sit sit on because they have a few like deck chairs as well but people just sit on the grass, you know, everybody comes together, it has such a cozy atmosphere to it and it also has this really nice burger company if you like burgers that do really good buttermilk fried burgers <laughs> that you can have both normal or vegan options so it's quite nice and the best thing is that the drinks many features kombucha which is my favorite drink at the moment And I actually had the best kombucha ever um, in Germany's rooftop, really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's all free to enter. It's open every day for the whole day. And then on Sunday, it's open from 12 until 9 p.m. Even though the store closes at 6 p.m. on Sunday, they keep the rooftop open until later so people can... Stay and have a good time so do check it out like i said it's on the fifth floor in john Louis. you can only take the actually it's on the sixth floor but you can only take the lift up to the fifth floor and then you have to walk up one flight of stairs but you'll see the signage is very well posted throughout the store and there's also quite a few of the par- Louis partners there to help you find find it if you can't so yeah do check it out and let us know if you enjoy it i always afford to go in there whenever i'm in, in london have a bit of free time um because it's just really relaxing for me and also I find it's it it's a really good place to do work as well. Um just because there's so many distractions. The downside is that the Wi Fi doesn't work very well but it plays to my advantage because I can actually focus to get some of my writing done if I'm like writing on a blog article or some reading. If I want to like catch up on my reading, I bring a few books with me. Or even just like browsing through journalist magazines you can pick up the, the free journalist Insta magazine which sometimes has really interesting articles as well. That like, you can just spend some time reading them in there. So yeah do let us know if you if you also have had a good experience visiting this place to me it's one of the hidden gems of london what about you did you have a nice place that you'd like to recommend to our listeners
1: oh yeah definitely uh i
0: call a uh, top three but first of all i would like to ask uh what your is this uh, it's the one I... on oxford street so oxford street is the busiest shopping destination in London so yeah you can't miss it out yeah I think John Lewis the Oxford Street store is probably the flagship store for John Lewis so it makes sense for them to install their rooftop gardens there yeah
1: what I love about it is the fact that it sounds really intimate yeah and yeah the atmosphere and the fact that you can read the books that they provide you with books is just really mm. yeah it's very <laughs> really cool yeah uh, my favorite place would be a welcome collection Mm-hmm.
0: And where is this located? Yeah, it is located on 183 Euston Road. So close to Euston Station?
1: Yeah, very close to Euston Station, very close to King's Cross, St Pancras um, and everything that's there. It looks really nice from the outside. It's a very big building. They've got white pillars on the outside. So basically you walk in and on the ground floor there's a cafe and an exhibition uh, room. Mm-hmm. And overall, it's about. I think it's a three-story building, quite big. Yeah, quite big. Yeah, everything is nice and wide. On the first and second floor, they've got
0: the collection of Henry. Henry,
1: welcome. Henry, welcome. Exactly. Therefore, the name Welcome Collection.
0: Yeah, he was an American-British philanthropist, also pharmacist, but very passionate about medicine.
1: Very passionate about medicine and all sorts of medical interesting facts. So if you're kind of a nerd in that area, do check it out. The best part of it is that on the top floor, you've got um okay, you've got another restaurant, uh you've got a library and then you've got a reading room. And best thing about it is the way it's been designed. Basically, you walk in, there's a gigantic carpet in the middle. You've got chairs everywhere around, you've got shelves of books and you know, kind of quirky weird medical stuff. And then they've got a flight of stairs and then they put big, big cushions uh, where you can just lounge there, relax, enjoy your book, might as well take a nap sometimes <laughs> if that's needed. The Wi-Fi is amazing. Uh, they've even got tables where you can just put your laptop or oh. anything that you have. It's really comfortable to get things done and also, you know, be comfortable and especially because they really respect, uh, you know, quiet quiet, not quiet time, mm. uh, yeah, some sometimes you get you know, told off if you if you're a bit loud, or if you play music or something like that. And then the, it's also nice, a, a fun place to hang out because they've got lots of books that you can just browse any anytime you want. And they've also got some interesting games about, you know, personality games, fun facts about the world, and that sort of things. And also medicines, full of medicines.
0: Yeah, I find it quite fascinating. Um, and that room that you said, um. It's quite like a sumptuous room because it's quite large and it has tall windows and like a big staircase, like kind of a palace staircase. But at the same time, like I said, it's quite relaxing to be in there. I remember being in there on one of the couches and I just felt so calm and relaxed and kind of you enter a zen-like state. Yeah, and it's beautiful, like you said, you can browse any books. I remember actually I came across a very interesting book when I was there. I started reading it and immediately it attracted my attention and I actually wanted decided to read it fully after that. What I love about this place is that it just brings together the history of medicine like no other museum or art gallery that I've been in. And it's just like you said, it's a hidden gem of London because it's I don't think many people know about it. Um although all of the stories that they bring together from various artifacts and medical, um, tools and practices. They're so interesting and mm-hmm. that you can learn so much from spending a few hours in there.
1: Exactly. I absolutely agree. And they also got lots of, for example, last time I took away some bookmarks that they just give away, or, you know, just really fun things. Mm. I also put mom and dad there cause they had to see it and the, the chromatics is really nice. The most used color is red and then the carpet is kind of greenish kind of thing mm. and it's just it's a really really good atmosphere you know it's not too relaxing it's not too sharp so mm-hmm. yeah just just works for me yeah um, and
0: once once a month i think it's every last thursday of each month they have like a late opening so they're open until 10 10 pm yeah, yeah,
1: yeah i think you're actually right yeah then,
0: yeah of course like every other museum it's closed on mondays oh i don't know i didn't know that Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And then um, also on the ground floor at the cafe, they've got your favorite coffee, which is (laughs) Benugo. Yeah. And they've also got in the shop that they have in there, they have lots of interesting things. If you've got nerdy friends or if you're a nerdy
0: person yourself or
1: not even, you know, if you just like interesting things, it's a lot of stuff
0: to see. Yeah, Um, you can learn so much about the anatomy and about science. Um, like I remember when I went there first time, I was a bit like overwhelmed by overwhelmed by the amount of information. But at the same time, like how I I just find it everything so like fascinated because it's very well displayed and narrated in a way that you can understand it even though you even if you don't have a science background, um, and. The, like I said, the building is beautiful. Um, it's quite big and, you know, centrally located near Houston Station. Um, and to me, actually, it makes me a bit, you know, sad that it's not so well advertised and promoted. Um, so I haven't seen this place featured on any tourist destinations in London. Um, yeah. And
1: it's funny because they charge nothing for anything. Yeah, it's all
0: free. Um, and occasionally, they have... Temporary exhibitions, Um, and you know they're quite interesting because they do try to bring together as much information as possible. I remember I was um, I went to an exhibition about mental health, and it was so interesting um, when they were talking about how they the various studies um, being carried out on patients that suffer from mental health issues to understand exactly how the brain reacts to various treatments or what kind of goes wrong in the neuropaths in our brains when someone becomes mentally ill. Yeah, and also I went there to a very interesting uh, book talk. Um, and it was actually the author um uh, who wrote um who came to give a, a talk about her book. Um, um, what book was it? It was um just trying to remember the name. Um, oh, that's uh, okay. It was a book by Jo marchand Um, she. Um, She's a fascinating person to listen to, just because um, she's worked so much in the industry. She has so much experience, and the book that she's uh, written is very interesting. Oh yeah, it's called Cure, and cure. it's yeah Cure. Um, so it's very much about how you can use the power of the mind to cure yourself of any physical ailments you have.
1: Oh, that's brilliant.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting. That's
1: one thing I've always been attracted to because most of the issues that we're facing, are just i don't want to
0: say in our minds but sometimes they are the bla- yeah the brain has a big part to play um yeah. because the brain attracts so much energy and it creates all these connections so you know being able to influence how your mind thinks will have a positive impact on on how you feel yeah. so that's what joe margin is exploring in her book um and i found that very interesting yeah there's always new things going on so they always try to like keep it quite fresh and yeah um i I just love being there um and i also think it's a very good place for you know if you have like a few hours in london um it's probably like an ideal place to be there
1: um if you're hanging around euston square yeah it's just perfect to hang around in there. Exactly. Everything. Or if it's like
0: a rainy day or something, it's so yeah. beautiful. They've got sockets and everything
1: if you need to charge your phone or, you
0: know. Yeah. Um, they, they even have like a cloakroom if you want to drop yeah. your bags and stuff yeah. so that you can yeah. walk freely. And I remember like when I first discovered this place, I was actually just going for the temporary exhibition that they had on, at the time because I, did, I didn't realize it was such a big place. And then I was just fascinated. I was blown away by how much stuff they have in there. I actually think that all of the artefacts that they displayed there, they should be actually displayed in the British Museum so that more people could be aware and have access to them because there's so many people that go to the British Museum as a landmark destination, destination in London but, you know, they kind of miss out on this hidden gem. Yeah. So, However, yeah,
1: I think um, it makes sense though they've placed it on Euston
0: Road because it's really close to... The hospital.
1: The hospital, yes. Yeah, so, I think it's the yeah. university hospital. Yeah, a UCL hospital, I think, I'm not mm, sure.
0: Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, it's a university hospital, uh, very close. Um, So you're right, yeah, it's probably placed there strategically. Yeah, um, and it's,
1: you know, it's really, really quirky and really stylish, I would say.
0: Yeah, so if you do want to check it out, um, the way to spell welcome is with double L, so W-E-L-L-C-O-M-E because that's actually the last name of the founder, so Henry, Henry Welcome is the one who founded all this and basically the whole exhibition explores the um, objects that he collected throughout his lifetime due to his passion for medicine and for curing illnesses. So do check it out and let us know if if you also love it as much as we do.
1: Yeah. Shall we do
0: a poll? Which one wins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so next on my list is... I'm just trying to decide in like an order of things I like. Um, I would probably say The Scoop, because The Scoop is basically an area very close to Tower Bridge, just by the City Hall of London, whereby there are so many things going on, like especially in the summer. There's like a whole summer festival running from May up until late September. I think it's just called summer Summer Festival now. And they literally have all the possible activities from film screenings to open air theater plays.
1: Oh, I love these. These are the best. Yeah,
0: they're really good. They're going to start in August and they're free of charge. Normally they run from Wednesday to Sunday every week from August to September. And each night you can get four hours of free theater plays. Um, There's usually one comedy play for family and kids from six to eight, and then like a drama play from uh, eight to 10 p.m for adults, so they're very well rehearsed and very beautifully played in an improvised space. The scoop is basically, imagine like a scoop. Um, it's an like a circular area, uh, just in front of the London City Hall, surrounded by circular steps, which kind of, you can sit on. Uh, but people make a full day out out of this experience. They bring picnics. I just love how it brings people together. Such a good atmosphere and if you've got the Thames
1: just behind you, it's a really good place. Um,
0: obviously do bring blankets
1: with you and things that will keep you warm but yeah. i think the idea of the scope is just that it's supposed to be round to replicate a theater stage do you think
0: yeah i think so i think that's that's why the they build it that reverse,
1: way because they are down and then you stand up you you're upwards somehow
0: yeah mm-hmm. and it's a lot bigger than it seems from like afar it's it's quite a big area and what i like about it is that they also use it in so many different ways so for example last week i was there at the workout class whereby the stage became like the workout place of the um, of the trainer yeah, that's incredible yeah, it was great and then the steps became our workout um tools so um yeah, we had to like do sprints up and down the steps, and then also to do push-ups, um, sustaining our upper body on the steps, which was quite hard, but it was interesting. And then with film screenings as well, so this, they use the stage as the place where they, play, where they put the main display, um, where the film is projected on. And so they're going to show a lot of good films this summer, as well as ballet. Um, so the Royal Ballet will also be there, Romeo and Juliet, uh, Swan Lake, and a few other ones, so really interesting program and they also have food festivals around that area very nice so literally they cater for all all tastes and all all, uh, interests um and what i love is that they also bring a lot of workshops so in winter actually there's a different program but in winter i went there to do a terrarium workshop (laughs) yeah and i really was,
1: was it outdoors or the scoop
0: uh, it was in, in like an improvised cabin, so I because like, you know, it was a Christmas market around there, so they've put like a cabin stage area where we all went in there and learned how to build our own terrariums. I also went there to a choco, cho- chocolate tasting event as well in the winter, which was great. So they do think about ways to bring it to life in various ways, and I just love how the, this little place, it just becomes like kind of the cent, the stage uh, where everybody comes together. But again, it's not very well advertised and I feel like they could do a, probably a better job of promoting their various activities and programs because they're all free and everybody should be able to enjoy and benefit from them. But I just think not many, not many people know about them unless you actually, you know, go on the website of London Bridge and try and find it. It's not very easy to find out about these things.
1: I feel like our listeners don't have to worry about being touristy because it doesn't really attract tourists that only spend a couple of days mm. in the city, maybe for like a few seconds, but then if you haven't been there since the place started you, you're likely to leave before
0: the ends, if that makes sense. But you know, as a tourist I would very much like, when I'm in a tourist in a new city I'd very much like to get to have the chance to immerse myself in the culture of that place and witness you know how they have you know their own theater plays yeah. and the language used and I think it, for tourists it should be really interesting yeah, but that's the difference between a traveler and a tourist I think you're more
1: on the traveler side than a tourist A tourist is just a person that snaps photos in the city mm. yeah the culture you know see local things
0: <laughs> yeah I suppose if you do have more time available and you find yourself in the area do take the opportunity because in the summer it's just there are things going on every time um and it's just beautiful so they check it out do you have any other hidden gems to recommend yeah i do have one it's actually not very far
1: from the scoop you can i think it's visible from the scoop as you stand there and it's called sky garden ah walkie-talkie building yeah it's the walkie-talkie building surprisingly for not many people know it
0: by the name Walkie Talkie. They just go by Sky Garden. So I think for our listeners, Walkie Talkie is one of the London skyscrapers, and it just has a funny shape, kind of the shape of a Walkie Talkie, I believe. <laughs> yeah. It just looks a bit like it's been blown away by the wind, <laughs> to yeah, me. It kinda, yeah, it kind of looks like that. It's a I think it's a thirty-five-story building on Twenty Fenchurch Street yeah it's actually 37 stories oh, the lift yeah. only goes up at level 35 but as i've discovered recently there are two more floors above it that you can go oh, by the steps there we are there and actually the 37th floor is very good for doing work because not many people know they can go all the way up there and it's very quiet they have some couches where you, it's like a public terrace they have some couches where you can lounge um, glass tables tall glass mm-hmm. tables you can kind of get the full bar experience but because it's so quiet everybody's like on the 35th floor you can just pretty much you know look down on everyone and see everything around you but at the same time have a bit of peace and quiet so if you want to do work or reflect on your travels in London or take some time to recharge your batteries this is an excellent place
1: and then it's amazing and it's it's on a rooftop so when it, whenever, you, you, whenever you see something from an elevated point there's a, a very good energy
0: yeah it's also like beautifully decorated so it's kind of has the more tropical garden kind of feel to me it has palm trees and many other kind of lush vegetation and plants with um, large leaves and you know you can tell that they've done a really good job of bringing together a kind of tropical display um, and it's quite interesting to be able to enjoy this kind of environment on top of one of London's, London's most um, iconic buildings. It's amazing the way they bring nature
1: in a modern environment and you literally feel like on top of the city. And everything just looks so small from up there. Like you, you
0: <laughs> yeah, the Even the shard looks kind of small. And what's beautiful is that you can access it, access it free of charge. You just yeah. have to book in advance, quite a lot in advance, because um they only have limited slots available every day, and they get booked up quite quickly. How long uh, would
1: you say? How long in advance?
0: I you? would say at least a week, at in advance. Least a week. Yeah, I would say maybe two, just to mm, be to sure. You know. And also, um, if you can't book tickets, you haven't thought about it in advance, maybe try and see if you can book any table, like a table in the brasserie or in the restaurant. So you could still go in and maybe have a drink or, you know, have a coffee uh, and still be able to enjoy it. And don't forget to take your camera because you're going to have 360 degree views around London and it's really yeah, beautiful. I to
1: mention it's 360
0: around London,
1: which is kind of unique. Maybe the shad is the same, but, you know, in the restaurants
0: in the shad you can't really, you're not free to walk around and
1: snap photos and...
0: I think it's similar to the upper viewing point in the chart, which I haven't been to, but yeah, you're right. It has a balcony that mm-hmm. where you can go and just walk around and see the whole of London. So, yeah, it's beautiful. And like I said, it costs you nothing. So, if you're in London, do check it out and let us know if you've enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, it's also very comfortable up there. So, like I said, the sofas and the couches are quite quite comfortable to the point that I found myself at some point actually like thinking, I, I wish I could take a nap right now. <laughs> Next on my list would be, I would say, British Library. British Library, okay. Yeah, just because I feel that British Library, even though you know everybody has heard of British Library and it's kind of so well known that it's kind of like a brand on its own, British Library. That I remember, that's kind of the first institution I've heard about when I started taking English lessons. Um, it was like in my English manual and. Well, you Library. know I. When I went to the British Library, I didn't see that many tourists in there. I just feel it's kind of neglected. Whereas the British Museum gets a lot of tourists all the time and there's people that, you know, go there as their first destination in London. I feel that the British Library is not that well advertised, like not many people actually know where it is and not many people look for it when they get to London. I don't really know why because it's a very interesting, not just very interesting building, but also it has such a resourceful display Of things, for example, the whole of Beatles discography, uh, as well as handwritten manuscripts from Shakespeare, things like Magna Carta, original copies of the Magna Carta. And also a lot of temporary exhibitions. I remember going to Alice in Wonderland, whereby they reenacted various scenes from the book, which was so interesting to see. Harry Potter um some of them are free some of them you have to pay for but it's also a very nice place to just go and do work in so they have various work like workspaces where i've noticed a lot of students, probably from the nearby universities in London, go there on a Saturday and do, do work. But um, I feel that tourists should also take the opportunity and go in there, so for example, if you're a tourist on a land- rainy, rainy day in London and you're not sure where to go, okay. I do recommend checking out the British Library. The building might not look so imposing from the outside, um, because it's kind of built in a more modern style. Oh, modernly, yeah,
1: it's orange from the outside. Um, Yeah, you wouldn't really know it is a
0: library. Yeah, it doesn't quite shout library old kind of thing. It probably doesn't have your stereotypical image of the library. But it has, what I like is it has quite a lot of interesting quotes on the outside, if you spot them. And it's a very interesting place to me, especially because it kind of brings together a lot of the English literature. It has so many books and you can actually you know have access to them as soon as you become a member which is free to sign up you can borrow any book in digital digital format and read it digitally
1: it's really really resourceful as you said actually super central so it's on 96 houston road so if you find yourself just around in the area very close to welcome Collection as well do check them out
0: so yeah so it's right in between houston and saint pancras so you know you can always um, catch a train. And and what I love is that it also has beautiful cafes. Um, the coffee there is really nice. Like I said, you can take the opportunity to sign up to become part of one of the reading rooms, to have access to the reading rooms. And they give you a nice library card, which you can take home as a souvenir with your picture on it and everything, which is great, they take a picture. Yeah, and I just love the... Um, I remember it has a really nice statue uh, at the entrance, which is like a big book, like a gigantic book, which is quite nice. So yeah, it's a very nice place. So check it out and let us know if you, if you love it as much as we do. Do you have any other places
1: um, that you think are hidden gems? This one is not really hidden, but Somerset House. Oh,
0: yes. Would you say it's a gallery or would you say it's a... Yeah, our gallery, I would say. Our gallery, yeah. I feel like it's a bit more... It's more like modern art.
1: Yeah, modern art. It's really close to temple.
0: And the Strand.
1: Yeah, it's it's a very beautiful, very classical building. It's got a square shape, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it goes all round. All... Like a rectangular shape. Rectangular shape, yeah. And then um, in the middle, they've got many fountains. Uh, doesn't There's no water show or anything like that, but it's just really... Classical, I think, yeah, classical is the word, and they've got many interesting stuff that they exhibit. Usually during, I remember I was there during Design Week, which was mind blowing. So many. Well, it's basically where art meets innovation, which is probably the best thing I've seen.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I I remember when we were there during Design Week, and there was this. um, Remember the Twitter exhibition can you tell our listeners about?
1: it was like this so basically uh some genius or even more than that uh, they invented the typewriter yeah that would that whenever somebody would tweet something with the hashtag alice in wonderland or writing the alice in alice in wonderland they will select the exact letter and add it up to the previous one so they would recreate so they would remake the word, and then face and then the other word you probably it was taken ages but the book was actually being written like
0: that yeah written in tweets amazing
1: yeah written in tweets it was just incredible
0: yeah, yeah. it's like you said it's bringing together the classic with the modern yeah and then
1: also they've got beautiful cafes and all that and mm. um yeah i remember once oh my god once they had an exhibition about this phone called Punked, I think. Oh, I'm not True. sure. Somebody just reinvented the old classical phone. Uh, it was basically a small, mob, a small mobile phone that was entirely black. Its only function was to call people or send short messages. <sighs> and that was uh, the idea of the exhibition was that, you know, sometimes you just like nowadays we don't really use a phone for that kind of thing. You don't use your phone to actually call yeah. people on your phone. You call them on Facebook on, or some other app and also messages like okay people do send messages but it's just really unique and then you never know where you spend it's
0: just it's a beautiful place
1: it's not very uh, if i remember it's not really a place to hang out and have picnics and that
0: i disagree because in the summer they create uh, the open air cinema so yeah so the woman they show so many films i think it films every night you have to pay to get into the cinema, but you can bring a picnic and they put grass on the floor and all basically all of the square in front of the Somerset House becomes the place where the cinema is displayed. And there's big screens and they also have concerts there the summer. Quite a lot of big bands play there. And then in winter they bring an ice rink and create like an ice rink, which is great. Mm, yeah, it's beautiful. And when I first saw it, I was so confused because the the building is so imposing and sumptuous. It looks a bit like a government building. And I was thinking, oh, is this the government? I was really confused. And then when I found that it's an art gallery, I was even more confused. I was thinking there must be so much art in here. I love that they have so many different temporary exhibitions as well. So I remember going to a music one, which was so interesting, very immersive experience. And they also bring together fashion. Um, yeah. with various um, cultural and artistic elements as well. It's very interesting. I believe it's close to the
1: arts university or some sort of... I remember there's lots of students all the time. But... Yeah,
0: it's very close to King's College as well.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It is amazing. <laughs> it is, yeah. Next yeah. on my hidden gems list it would be the mass service in St. Paul's Cathedral and okay. I know St. Paul's Cathedral is not a hidden gem because all the <laughs> tourists know about it and go there and it's such a beautiful building but I think that many, many people know that they can actually attend the mass service in St. Paul's and benefit from that to actually not pay the entrance fee because normally the entrance to St. Paul's Cathedral is quite expensive, it's about £20 pounds, which is fitting for a building that's so old and and it has a lot of maintenance costs. But if you want to attend the mass service, they, they won't charge you. They will allow you to enter it for free. Are you so is... able to
1: attend it every Sunday
0: or just during Christmas? Yeah, so every, every morning at 7am as well as Sundays I think it's at 10am the service. Normally for an hour. And then during the big religious celebrations like Christmas and Easter, the mass is in the afternoon. Um, normally for a couple of hours and you have a full recital with organ players and choir, which is very beautiful.
1: That's very heavenly.
0: Sounds, yeah. sounds amazing. I remember when I went there a couple of years ago for the Easter service. And it just, it felt like you were in heaven. It was oh. so, so angelic. And everybody was just so peaceful and serene. And looking around, all the candle displays and the flower displays that they have. It's so beautiful.
1: Oh, I love flowers in churches. Yeah.
0: I mean, makes make, you think very, of like happy. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Everybody is standing up. You can sit down, there's quite a lot of chairs, so I remember when we went, with we Saddam. down. Depends how busy it is, but normally they provide quite a lot of sit- sitting options, either chairs or benches. So they want you to be comfortable and have a, a nice experience. So have you got anything else you would recommend the listeners
1: to check out if they're in London, especially on a Monday or Wednesday?
0: yes i actually saved my best to last um i would recommend all visitors um to london to go to uh, the houses of parliament where they can watch the debates in the house of lords and the house of commons um yeah you can watch the debates the live debates every wednesday normally the uh, prime minister Theresa may uh, comes in the house of commons to re- answer questions at 2 pm So if you're there and you want to watch the debates, you know, go in. Normally there's quite a bit of queue and you have to pass by the security checks. But once you're in there, I'm sure that you'll be mesmerized by how beautiful the building is on the inside and how beautiful it's been preserved throughout the years because it's very old. It's like a thousand years old. I mean the Westminster Hall, which is the main, the first room that they built before they built the whole, the rest of it. Um, You'll find that all of the debates are being recorded by BBC so in case there is any interesting piece of news that they can create from that they will broadcast them on TV but don't be put off by the media presence because you know it's open to everyone to attend and as you walk towards the House of Lords and House of Commons you'll see the portraits of the most prominent uh, prime ministers of Britain and also of uh, various rulers and leaders throughout the years which I found quite interesting because you can learn so much from you know just Looking at those paintings and and just being there, it's such a sumptuous building. It takes you back to history. Uh, where is it? House of uh, Lords, I think, where they wear the wigs? Today. Yeah, they wear the wigs. They still have the white wigs and they wear them whenever they talk about bills or pass on a bill. I find that the House of Lords is more majestic than the House of Commons, which kind of makes sense, because Lord supposed to be more prominent than common, commoners, but what I love about it is that it just preserves that kind of antique style, um, even though a lot of the rooms have been refurbished and the furniture, but they maintain that sense, sense of retro, which makes it very imposing. And I'm just so grateful that we have access to that free of charge and anyone can go in there and listen to what our country leaders decide which is, you know, very interesting to me. Yeah, it, it, it's a privilege
1: in a way, and uh, it makes you think this is a really honest government, <laughs> maybe, or it's really authentic, and it's probably as English as it gets.
0: Yeah, and I think it should be like this in, in any democracy, because uh, after all, the people of a country own the... Um, government buildings and the parliament right so uh, these buildings are being maintained from the taxpayers money so if you think about it everybody should have access to go in there and see what decisions are being made on their behalf i agree with that yeah and on that note uh, we hope you have we've given you some ideas of how to spend make the most of your time in london um and we do hope that you have the time uh, and the opportunity to check out the places that we've mentioned and if you'd like us to touch upon any other places in london do let us know these are kind of like our top top five top ten maybe uh but there's a there's a lot of other places that we we love in london maybe we'll do like a sequel to this episode if you have any feedback to let us know, please comment at this episode and, and um, we we'll look forward to catching up with you in the next episode. Until then, have a glorious day. See you on the next episode. Next episode. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.